Welcome to the Brand Design Masters podcast, the show dedicated to helping you build the skills you need to design bulletproof brands for yourself, your business, and for the clients and customers you serve. And now, here's Philip. The following podcast comes from a live stream I did recently. Many of you have requested that I make my live streams available as audio so you can listen to them on the go. So I am now republishing some of my most popular live streams as podcasts to make that possible. I share a boatload of valuable tips, tools, methods, and processes on my live streams, and I want to make sure that you don't miss a thing. Now, you may hear me make references to slide visuals, which you obviously can't see on a podcast, or to live stream viewers' comments and questions, but that just comes with the territory and generally won't detract from the value of the content, I assure you. And as always, if you like this episode, please take a moment to provide a star rating or review on your favorite podcast listening platform, or better yet, share the episode on social or with a friend or a colleague. And with that, let's jump into the episode. So the creative economy or the creator economy, they call it both things. I like to call it the creative economy because creative, creative output and product is what really is driving a lot of business right now. And it is exploding. And, you know, the famous quote by Gary Vee about four or five years ago that said, every company is a media company. That is so true because every company needs assets. They need social media posts. They need content. They need curated content. They have to communicate with their email list. They're posting audio. They might have a podcast. They're doing video. They're utilizing higher levels of animation and starting to use more illustration because, you know, the generative AI in imagery creation has made that easier as well. More copywriting. They're having to have more robust and more effective websites. Every single company has to have this stuff now. And so we, as creatives, should be making a killing, meaning we are perfectly situated to leverage and to take this movement of business by the horns, meaning we are tailor-made to succeed in this new level of economy, of creative economy or creator economy, because those companies are needing this stuff. And so we should be really killing it. And even in a downturn like this, the thing to know about downturns like this is that usually in downturns like this, the the agency world that specializes in rejuvenating brands or doing packaging or doing promotions or advertising, those never usually get hit. In many cases, the creative economy rises and gets more lucrative during times of overall financial downturns. Why is that? Because companies are, you know, they're doing a little dance and trying to get attention and trying to generate interest and gather eyeballs and try to have a shiny new object on the horizon for people because they are desperate for business and sales. And who do they go to? They go to branding people like you and me, right? They go to rebranding their website or updating their social media or trying to get more attention or redoing their packaging. And so if we're feeling it, you know it's really bad, number one. And number two is this is an argument that you can make in your sales outreach in terms of the value that you're going to be bringing to the table is you can leverage that contraction of the economy to message what you're doing in a more positive way. 
So what kind of skill sets do you need to survive and thrive in the creative economy, right? The first one is you need your core skill set. So you got to be able to do something, <laughs> right? You got to be able to design or you have to be able to edit video or you have to be able to do photography or you're a copywriter. You have to have a core skill set. If you have a T-shaped skill set, meaning you have very little and a broad range of things, but you're really deep in one, this is that deep in one thing. You have to have your core skill set. You also have to have a strong personal brand because in today's world, you have to be visible and seen as an authority in your own right in your industry. You also have to have a strong business brand, so a web presence and a brand behind you, whether you have a company name or an agency name or whatever that professional brand is behind your personal brand. You also have to have a good, and this is what we're going to be talking about a little bit today, you have to have a good client acquisition pipeline. You have to have a good funnel. You have to have a good way to get into the top of that funnel where people are going to become aware of you, learn your offer, you know, start to be nurtured by you, and eventually, you know, if we're lucky, turn out to be clients. Then a core aspect of it, just underneath your core creative skill, is your business and your marketing skills. So having an understanding of the core operations of running a freelance business or a small agency, all of that financial stuff, organizational stuff, marketing stuff that goes into running a business, having that as a core capability set as well. And then you have to have a meaningful network. And you can't just operate a business completely in a silo. No one does. Everybody has a network that they leverage in order to help facilitate their stuff in number three, which is the new client acquisition. And then you also have to have goals. You have to have set out a plan for yourself. What is it they're going to do? Who's your customer target going to be? Who's your avatar? Where do they hang out? What, how are you going to go about communicating and getting your business out there? And finally, number seven, and this is the underpinning to all of this, like one through six, is you have to have a level of decision-making confidence in what you do. And so this is kind of the core skill set that you really have to have to survive and to thrive in a creative economy. Now, the number one challenge that I hear, and I'm hearing it a lot now, is how do I get clients? I have always heard this by a factor of 10 times. This is the one question that I get asked on LinkedIn DMs and in response to my welcome sequence on my email list when you join my email list or even in the Brand Design Masters Facebook group and YouTube as well when we're doing Q&A. How do I get clients? Like even last week, last Friday, I did a presentation and there was a guy who was like, how do I get clients on LinkedIn? And so this is what we hear. And the reason you're probably here right now is you probably have the same question. So number one, as I said back in that list that I just went through, number one, your work's got to be awesome. So if you are not feeling strongly about your creative work, your T-shaped skill set, that's the first place to start. You really have to kind of shore up your skills and get great at the one thing that you do. And then this is one of the key things. You have to offer more than design today. And the question is like, what? What else do I have to offer? You have to offer a broader set of deliverables because that will make you more of an indispensable partner. If you just deliver design, a website, then when the website's designed, they're out of here. 
Or if you're doing photography for a social media campaign or an advertising campaign, you do the photography, you deliver it, and you're done, right? It's a transactional sort of relationship with your client. What you want to start developing is a more ongoing agency of record or freelancer of record sort of relationship. It is the gold standard of being in the creative economy, is that you develop a long-term indispensable partner sort of relationship with your clients. And if you are working in a specific single industry or a specific single deliverable, that is going to expose you to becoming more of a transactional partner, meaning the transaction is needed, it happens, it's over, they move on, they forget about you until they need that one thing from you again. And so the more you start to gather a broader range of capabilities, the longer you can stay in their site, in their purview. What are those things more that you could offer? So if you're doing design, let's just say you're doing graphic design, you can learn strategy. (laughs) Join my brand strategy 101 course. You can offer insights. So that's consumer insights. You can do competitive audits. You can do marketing. You can do develop content, have, have development of content and delivering content on retainer as part of one of the things that you offer. You can get good at copywriting. You could possibly offer user research. You could do social media management, et cetera, illustration, photography, the list goes on. You can offer more than what it is that you do. But, you know, yes, you could go out and learn this thing and become an expert at it or four and kind of be able to do it a little bit. But maybe you wouldn't feel super confident about it. And they might not look at you as an expert in five different things. So you're saying to yourself, okay, I only do X. I only do this one thing. Now what? What do I do? I'm going to give you the steps (laughs) that you need to take in order to do more. And it's the secret unlock. It is the power tip that I'm going to be talking about today. And it's the one kind of business development technique that a lot of people are not using to its fullest potential. You need to build cross-functional connections. So you need to build connections with people who do what you don't do. So cross-functional, I mean by finance, IT. Now, this is going beyond just even design deliverables. This is going into broader range aspects of business. So IT support or web support, product design, packaging, Things like account management or production designers, which is, you know, doing things for press ready or print ready production, researchers, advertising specialists, Facebook ad specialists, email experts that, you know, email is still the best form of marketing. And there are a lot of experts out there who are really great at email funnels and email marketing campaigns. So building cross functional connections, deep relationships with people who do what you don't do is critical to becoming an indispensable partner. And so you have to ask yourself, what is my design plus? What is my photography plus? What is my web development plus? What's my UX UI plus? What is the thing or the things, four or five things that you're going to offer beyond what it is that you do that's going to make you become that indispensable partner? Where do you find service partners who do what you don't do. Where do you find them? That's what we're going to talk about. And after you find them, you have to develop really deep, trusting relationships with them. And where you find them is in your network. And what do I mean by a network? Not just any network, 
but a meaningful network. And this is a network that will actually return business opportunities and results to you. And that's a special kind of network. That's not not just casual connections. It's not just likes. It's not people who connected with you on LinkedIn. As I say here, LinkedIn numbers are vanity metrics. Yes, as soon as you have 500 connections on LinkedIn, that's kind of an unlock because then when you post content, your content will get distributed more readily by LinkedIn because that's an algorithm thing, right? 500 is a cutoff point. So if you don't have 500 connections, connect with anybody just to get them, number one, because your content, anything you post will have a broader visibility if you have more than 500 connections. But when it comes down to it, LinkedIn connections are kind of meaningless unless you're really truly getting to know them, engaging with them and partnering with them, or they are somehow feeding you new business and contacts. So what we're talking about here is developing a meaningful network. It's who you know, not what you know, that matters. Yes, you can have a key, indispensable, single skill set. But in order to grow and have a meaningful network of people who will deliver the goods to you, it's about how many people you can know and develop relationships with. So you want to build a network of specialist partners. How do you do that? First of all, who's a network connection? So when you're developing your network and looking for those meaningful connections, where do you start? You can start with ex-schoolmates, coworkers, ex-clients even, managers, because sometimes people go from being clients to being service providers or they're moonlighting. I mean, you can utilize clients in this way too. Ex-managers, mentors, business owners, Social media group members, joining social media groups is a great way to expand your network. But what does this have to do with getting clients? And I've been kind of hinting at that as I've gone through this, because a network, having a meaningful network is instrumental in how you get clients. You can basically get clients from three places. What are those three places? Number one, you can get them from promotion, push advertising, push visibility. Ads, cold contact, outreach, promoting yourself and your services. Now, I hate cold calling. You probably hate cold calling. I also hate buying paid advertising because even with Facebook's targeting algorithms, you're spending a lot of money sometimes and not making a ripple in what it is that you're selling, or you're just driving traffic to a landing page and getting a lot of downloads, but you're not getting a lot of outreach. And these people who are getting on your email list maybe aren't responding to your outreach or your promotion. Number two is attraction. And attraction in the olden days when dinosaurs roamed the earth was all about word of mouth. But now attraction is done with content marketing. It's putting yourself out there, delivering free value to your audience, raising your visibility to the digital sphere, delivering value in a meaningful way. And by showing your expertise and growing your brand impressions, how much people are seeing and experiencing you, you are driving credibility and credibility attracts new business. But here's the thing about content marketing, and I know this better than anybody, which is that it takes forever. Content marketing is a long game, but I don't want to scare you away. This live stream isn't about how to do content marketing. That's another live stream. And I've already done live streams on those. I'll do more. But content marketing is a long game. You have to do it. 
but you also have to make a deep commitment to continue to do it even when you're not seeing results because those results build over time and we are almost reaching kind of peak content right at the moment i mean content marketing has been around now for like 8 or 10 years and everybody's developing content so it's harder to break through now and it also it takes forever and the third type is referrals and partners. This is where your network comes in. Now, referrals is word of mouth. It could be happy clients who are referring you to other clients. It could be someone who hears about someone who needs something and because they know you and they trust you and they, you've showed up in their feed and you look credible that they're going to you know, suggest that someone look you up and they're going to send them your, your website link. Or there are partners, and partners are your network. And that's what we're going to be talking about today because it is, and the question is, what? Network? What? How do I get business from my network? We're going to talk about exactly how you do that. Your network can get you work, meaning your connections, if you're strategic and thoughtful and put action and energy into developing your network, your network can get you business. And this doesn't involve cold calling. It doesn't involve creating a lot of content over a year and posting three times a week and, you know, doing lead magnets and downloads and, you know, email marketing and building a list and all that stuff that goes into those other kind of two forms, first two forms of getting business. Building a network is a different way of going about it. And it's a sneaky way of going about it. It's not really sneaky, but it is a bit of a secret because people don't understand the power of this in today's economy. And here's the unlock. Here's the big point. I want you to listen. If you're multitasking right now, I want you to come back and I want you to focus on me because having a network and building a meaningful network is one of those things that will deliver over time. And that action and energy that you go into developing those relationships and building a meaningful network is energy that will also come back to you. Meaning you put out energy and you offer something of yourself and that energy will also come back to you in the form of new business. So you have to cast and you may be connecting, you know, maybe you're in my brand design master's Facebook group. Maybe you've made some comments there. Maybe you're in LinkedIn and you're gathering connections and you may be DMing a person here or there. You have to cast a wider net than that and a different kind of net than that. In this sort of reciprocal relationship sort of economy, us creatives are better suited to leverage this and benefit from this than almost anybody else. Meaning there are people in other industries where this idea of building a meaningful network and business sharing and skill set sharing, this is particularly powerful to the creative professions because of what we deliver and because of the range of things that are offered in our industry and how they intersect and how they work with each other. So we creatives are perfectly situated to have this sort of methodology benefit us more so than many other industries. So the big question is, where do I find the right people? Where do I find the right people, the meaningful network? How do I get from my 500 LinkedIn connections to the four or five or 10 that are really going to be helpful to me? 
The sources for new connections we're not surprised with. So there's conferences. You can pay three, $5,000 to go to a conference and fly there and spend, you know, four days in a hotel in Chicago and, you know, all in, you're like five or six grand in. Maybe you can do it for less. You go to How, you go to AIGA, you could go to Fuse, which is super expensive, South by Southwest, 99U, you could go to VidCon, Adobe at Max, you can go to the social media marketing world in San Diego. You could join professional groups. So you can join the AIGA or the Art Directors Club, and there's Art Directors Clubs all over, the DMI, the Design Management Institute. And then there's also social media groups. So obviously, Facebook, LinkedIn, Discord. Reddit groups, et cetera. But the one thing that people don't think about a lot are mastermind groups. And I was talking about the mastermind group that I'm in, but masterminds, when I left working for the man in big companies and big agencies and went out on my own about seven years ago, I joined a mastermind community. And that community did more for me than anything else I have done in preparing me and building for me a meaningful network that has propelled my business forward and brought in real work <laughs> to my agency. But here's the thing. I don't know about you, but a lot of creative people are awkward or we're introverts. I personally, you may not think of it looking at me here going live on YouTube and recording videos all the time and having a podcast and blah, blah, blah. But I'm very much of an introvert. If you put me in a conference I am like the wallflower guy and you got to come up and talk to me because <laughs> I'm just uncomfortable. And that's the way I've always been. Networking in those one-on-one -on -one situations, conferences and stuff like that can be awkward, but it really doesn't have to be. And the mastermind dynamic of how that kind of a community works takes that awkwardness out of it. And it really makes it painless because it becomes so much more natural to do. And you know that the other people are in it for the same reason. So it's not like there's competing agendas. You're in a group of peers who are all on the same journey and all trying to seek the same thing. So joining a mastermind community is one of the things which is a massive unlock to getting new business, to building a meaningful network that will bring you partners who you can work with. You can use them. They can use you. What is a mastermind community? It's basically a peer group that offers support. It offers accountability, goal setting. They share resources with each other. You share your problems. You get feedback on those problems. You get ideas. You also are exposed and, and surrounded by people who, as I said, on the same journey that you are, and they have a level of ambition and energy, which is infectious. And it's something that I call mindset mirroring, which is when you are in a room with five people who are ready to go and psyched to do business and doing things in the business and trying things and you know making new strides, you can't help but mirror that behavior just by your proximity to them. There's a book by Eckhart Tolle called The Power of Now, which is an incredibly successful book. It's like sold 50 million copies in 50 different countries. Here's a great quote, though, that when a log that is only started to burn is placed next to one that is burning fiercely. And after a while, they're separated again. The first log will be burning with a much greater intensity. After all, it's the same fire. Meaning you have a log that's burning fiercely and on fire and you put a log next to it, that other log can't help but catch on fire. And that is exactly 
the perfect metaphor for a mastermind group. And that's why I love that quote. When you're surrounded by people who are on fire and on a mission, the same mission that you want to be on, and they're trying things and doing things that you haven't even thought of, or you're just trying to figure out, or they're using resources that you're trying to get your head around, but you don't know exactly how they work, and they're using them, and they're working them, that is incredibly infectious. You can't help but catch on fire too. And so when you're surrounded by these like-minded people, you will excel forward. It adds rocket fuel to your business. Like I said, I joined a paid mastermind group about six or seven years ago, right when I was starting on my entrepreneurial journey. And I paid to be in it for about four years before until my business kind of really took off on its own strength. And I have relationships that I made in those first few years that I still have today, deep, meaningful business and business partner relationships and friend relationships. And so this, I'm super passionate about this, as you can tell, because I have experienced the power of mastermind communities in my own business. It was transformational for me. Like, I'm not kidding. And then just in the last few years, I started running some paid mastermind communities that were time-bound. They weren't ongoing, called the Brand Design Masters Guild. And I'll talk a a little bit about those in a second. And so what do you get from mastermind communities? You get a meaningful network. So a network of people that you really build relationships with and are doing things that are the sort of things that you want to do. You will get a new business pipeline. And I'm going to talk a little bit about how that happens in a second. You're going to get new resources, new inspiration. You're going to be setting goals and people are going to be holding you accountable for those goals because you're going to share those goals with the group. And you're going to be holding other people accountable for their goals, which is one of those things that drives you forward and helps you grow. You're going to be getting constructive feedback from people. You're going to be bringing problems to the table and getting real solutions for what you're struggling with. So instead of you're having to go out and figure it out on your own or search a bunch of YouTube things, do a bunch of Google searches and have to sort through 10 million articles that are written by bots, you can get constructive, meaningful feedback from people that you know and that you respect. And also the real kind of core root of this that develops out of all of this is that you build and you start to have a higher level of confidence in the decision-making that you have. One of the struggles that we have as entrepreneurs and individual business people is that a lot of times we don't have a large group of people to bounce things off of and to get feedback on decisions we're making or judgments we're making from people that we trust and we know we're at the right level and we know know what they're talking about because they're doing it. And in these communities, it's also about giving back. So that's the whole thing about it, is that it's reciprocal, meaning the energy that you put into it is the energy you get out. So you bring your knowledge, your skills, your wins, your losses, your, you know, your triumphs, your resources, ideas, your knowledge to give people feedback. You bring that to the group, but then you've got 50, 100, 200 people who are in that group who are bringing it back to you. So it's this exchange of power, which is really, really meaningful. And those people that you're surrounding yourself with, this is my personal opinion, but I think it's you can back it up, which is that the people you surround yourself with is almost more important, if not more important, than what your core skill set is. You can be a great designer, but if you don't surround yourself with people who are supporting you in that mission and that journey, 
you're having a much higher hill to climb. And the top feedback that you get and that I got in the masterminds that I ran was that people really appreciated two things, the level of confidence they got and also the building and the, the gathering of a truly meaningful network to their business. And meaningful network, like I said at the very beginning of this presentation, meaningful network is about something that's going to return business to you. It's going to be fruitful in terms of growing your business. And as I said at the beginning, it's, you're going to be exposed to people who do what you don't do. Email experts, finance experts, people who are Facebook advertising experts, photographers, illustrators, copywriters, UX, UI people, web developers. There's always a huge range of skill sets within these groups. And even for the people who are within your discipline, maybe you're a brand identity designer and you need someone who's really great at presentation slides or something like that, a different kind of graphic design, but some, or maybe you come across a project where you really need packaging. You got to find a packaging expert because that's a very specific skill set. And so by having those meaningful connections, you can take on work that you normally wouldn't take on. When you get a new business opportunity, you're going to be able to accept work that you wouldn't normally be able to accept. And here's the thing. Your net is so broad now, right? So you've got, let's just say 50. You've got 50 people who are in that mastermind community with you. And they are getting new business opportunities because they're working on it. You're working on it. But when they get them and they get an opportunity that needs a graphic designer and needs a copywriter, and that's the thing that you do, and it's not the thing that they do, you are in the perfect position to be brought in as a partner. So it broadens your funnel to include the new business that's coming into your meaningful network. So it's not just the top of the funnel of where you are leading to you. It is this massively broad funnel of all of the work that's coming into the entire mastermind community. And then as that filters through and people need your particular skill set, you will get more business because of it. And you will be able to take more business for the opportunities that come your way. And like I said, way back in the beginning, is that it enables you to become more of an indispensable partner because you can become more of a partner agency of record with your clients. Because you can do more, you can offer more, you can make it less of a transactional thing, stop, start thing, and you can make it a longer relationship, offering more, being able to be brought in when more things are needed. And you may tell your clients, you know, if you're working with clients now, we as creative people, a lot of times tell them, hey, you got to invest in branding, right? Because it's going to lead to new business. So Invest in me, pay me for a brand identity project, new website, new copywriting, and it's going to return ROI for that investment to your business. That's what we tell our clients. And we believe it, right? Because it's true. We know it's true. But a lot of times creators don't do that for themselves. Clients, on the other hand, they reinvest on average about 20% of their gross revenue into their business, into marketing and growing their business. They spend money to make money. You've heard the phrase, right? But creatives, a lot of times, don't do that. So we really need to practice what we preach in how we go about new business. And so you need to invest money and be able to make money so you can grow your business in the future. And joining a mastermind community like this is a little bit of an investment. You have to spend a little bit of money unless you're going to cobble one together on your own. 
And it's a lot harder to do and takes a lot of time. It takes going to a lot of conferences, takes, you know, joining and paying for a lot of professional communities to cobble together a network of specialists who you can trust and who you want to have a relationship with. But if you do it in this other way, in this mastermind community way, you have a broader, a much larger pool to choose from. So from what I shared with you in this live stream, you can tell that I'm super passionate about the power of mastermind communities. And that's because participating in masterminds helped me break through to a whole new level of professional accomplishment at a really critical, pivotal time in my career. And masterminds also helped me build deep, meaningful network relationships and gave me the motivation and the accountability to build the personal brand and the business that I have today. So I really want to share that power with you too. A couple of years ago, I ran a series of 10-person mastermind groups called the Brand Design Masters Guild. They were 12 weeks long and they were really super successful and the people in them really loved them. But at the end, everyone said the same thing. They said, I wish this didn't have to end. So right then and there, I decided I was going to build a mastermind community that didn't end. And that's why I'm starting a membership community for established creative professionals called Bonfire. So why am I calling it Bonfire? There's this book that I talk about all the time by Eckhart Tolle called The Power of Now. And there's this great quote in it that says, when a log that has only just started to burn is placed next to one that's burning fiercely, and after a while they're separated again, the first log will be burning with a much greater intensity. After all, it's the same fire. And I thought that that quote perfectly captured the power of mastermind groups. The people who gather in mastermind groups really are literally on fire, and anyone who joins can't help but catch fire too. So here's just a little what Bonfire membership, or as I like to call it, embership, get it? Bonfire, embers? Okay, sorry. Embership includes bi-weekly Zoom mastermind calls where you'll get group coaching from me and also from other accomplished peers in the group. And all these calls are going to be recorded so you can review them or catch up if you just happen to miss one. And there's a private community forum on the Circle platform for engaging with other members between calls so you can ask questions and get feedback and stuff like that. And that's also where you can access the group's constantly growing content library for additional resources and training. And there's also, which is really amazing, a mobile app so you can access Bonfire on the go. And one added bonus that I'm planning on having is that I'm going to bring in subject matter experts to come in periodically as guest speakers to talk about topics that are trending and their tactics and their particular specialty. And as an ember, you'll get access to the Fire Milestones, which is a success map that's designed so you can plan the next steps in your career and your business and know exactly where you need to go, and what you need to do to get there. I can guarantee you're going to build rock-solid relationships with other really highly accomplished peers in the group meetings, and also when you're paired with a range of accountability partners. And as an added bonus, I'm going to be giving Bonfire Embers discounted access to Brand Strategy 101, which is my signature course, and ongoing follow-up support so you can know exactly how to build strategy into your creative practice so you can offer it to your clients. And in Bonfire, you're going to make really lifelong personal friendships, and they're going to form a web of really truly meaningful network connections that's going to light your professional development on fire. The value that you're going to receive from Bonfire is going to be worth 10 times the investment, I guarantee you. 
So if you're interested in finding out more about it, just go to philipvandusen.com bonfire and sign up to get alerted for when we go live. Again, it's philipvandusen.com bonfire, B-O-N-F-I-R-E. And I hope to see you beside the bonfire. If you'd like to help support the Brand Design Masters podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, if you want to stay up to date on all our content, products, courses, and live video shows, head over to philipvandusen.com slash muse and sign up for the Brand Muse newsletter. That's where we share all the latest news, resources, articles, books, and videos that we recommend to help you build and improve your creative practice, personal brand, and business. That's philipvandusen.com slash muse, M-U-S-E. Thanks again for listening. Bye for now.